Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Jesus Name Medley.
Often public speakers, in an attempt to stir and inspire their listeners, will say something like this, We can and will remain the master of our own fate. This expression, masters of our fate, is taken from the poem entitled Invictus, which means undefeated. It comes from the pen of a British writer, William Henley, who in lines that have become favorites among agnostics and scoffers boast, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. And he concludes, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. This sounds very brave on paper, but it's a matter of record that when death took Henley's six-year-old daughter, Margaret, he was brokenhearted and began to realize that he was not the master of his fate. When he died relatively early in life, a friend who was close to him during his last days wrote that his boisterousness and bravado had disappeared. We, likewise, are not the masters of our fate, individually or as a nation. How can men boast that they control their own destiny when a virus can take the lives of millions? In every area of life, we find that we're unable to control events or circumstances. Looking not to man as failures, but to God and his love and the salvation he's provided at the cross of Calvary. We can change Henley's Invictus to read, It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll, Christ is the master of my fate, Christ is the captain of my soul. Listen to this beautiful song as Joshua and Stephanie McClellan sing for us, We Believe.
temptations. We believe. We believe. We believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection, and He's coming back again. Let the lost be found and the dead be raised in the here and now. Let love invade. Let the church live loud. Our God will say, "We believe. We believe." And the gates of hell will not prevail, for the power of God has torn the veil. Now we know your love will never fail. We believe, we believe, we believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection, and He's coming back. He's coming back again. He's coming back again. We believe. We believe. You are listening to Join the Morning which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen or to watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at 942-2131. Listen now as Jesse Nagel plays for us the flute, this wonderful song, There Is a Redeemer.
two men were in the high areas of the Cascade Mountains in late November, coming in from the east. They had spent several hours climbing up out of Rimrock Canyon. A few miles ahead of them, they knew that there was a small log cabin which some trapper had built in the saddle of White Pass, and they were pushing hard to make it before dark. The snow was coming down like a snow of fuzzy white blankets getting deeper by the minute. They had not stopped to eat lunch, knowing there was no time to lose if they did not want to spend the night in the timber without shelter. Suddenly, one of them noticed a strip of white, a fresh blaze where someone had stripped the bark from a large fir. Turning aside, he discovered the pencil message of a lost man on the white wood of the tree. The message read, It's Monday. I'm awfully weak, going this way. At the bottom, the lost man drew a picture of an arrow, an arrow that pointed not back toward the valley and life, but towards the summit and miles upon miles of trackless wilderness. Hoping that they might overtake the man, though this was Tuesday, they pushed on through the deepening snow just as dusk came to the cabin. There they found another message penciled on a piece of bark. The lost man had found the cabin, stayed there Monday night, and left word that he was still going on. The wind sighing through the tall trees as the snow continued to fall through the night seemed like a funeral dirge for the poor wanderer who persisted in going in the wrong direction. At daylight, they were out in search of him. The snow was so deep that they could scarcely travel and it was still falling. All traces of him had been obliterated. They went over the west slope as far as they dared, then had to turn back and leave the man to die, all because he had chosen to go in the wrong direction. Back of him had been life. Ahead was death. He was lost and he stayed lost. Men who are lost in sin are much like that. They persist in going the wrong way to find their final destruction. Their choices are all wrong, and so they die. The believer, however, has chosen the right way by receiving Christ as Savior. Listen now as Larry Grable, Jeremy Hetrick, Liz Harris, and John Harris sing this beautiful song for us entitled, Touched by the Hand of God. With no hope, but he found me. I was lost with no hope, but he found me. I 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth, the 70 Weeks of Daniel. The 70th week of Daniel is a tribulation period. One week equals seven years. It's 2,520 days. It is 84 months. And the 70th week of Daniel has two three-and-a-half-year periods with the midpoint of the tribulation. This morning, I'd just like to share some of the major events that are going to transpire during the 70 weeks of Daniel. You have the Antichrist, the man of sin, signs of peace covenant with the nation of Israel. This officially begins the 70th week. You have the ministry of the 144,000. The temple of Jerusalem will be rebuilt by the 220th day of the tribulation period. The nation of Israel will reestablish the temple worship, which includes animal sacrifices. And keep in mind that the temple of Jerusalem has been destroyed since 70 A.D. The great harlot, Mystery Babylon, is seen riding the beast, Revelation 17. The Antichrist will allow religion to exist only during the first three and a half years. You have the seal judgments. You have the trumpet judgments. You have the seven churches of Revelation, Revelation 2 and 3. Then we come to the middle of the week. The middle of the week, Satan is cast out of heaven, Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 to 12. This war is in heaven between Satan and his angels and Michael and his angels. And Satan and his angels are defeated and kicked out of heaven to earth. And if you look at the scriptures, you will see that Michael actually starts this war. Satan then becomes a roaring lion, 1 Peter 5.8, and he begins the persecution of the nation of Israel. The Antichrist is killed. Zechariah chapter 11, verse 11 to 15. Revelation chapter 13, verse 2. A demon from the bottomless pit enters his body, is raised from the dead. He imitates the earthly ministry of Christ for three and a half years. He is killed, he's raised from the dead, and now he begins his ministry as the son of perdition. The Antichrist breaks the peace covenant with the nation of Israel. He causes the sacrifice and the oblation, that's bloodless sacrifices, to cease. He establishes the abomination of desolation. And this is not a reference to the abomination of Nebuchadnezzar, nor of Belshazzar, nor of Antiochus Epiphanes, nor Titus. This abomination is still future, and the Antichrist will appear in the temple of God and state that he is God. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. The Antichrist confirms the truth of the Antichrist appearing in the temple of God at the midpoint of the tribulation. Matthew twenty four fifteen. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whosoever readeth, let him understand. The two witnesses are killed in Jerusalem. Revelation chapter 11, verses 7 to 11. They're not buried, but their bodies lie in the street of Jerusalem. They're left there, and the world celebrates the death of these two witnesses of God. But after three and a half days, they're resurrected, and they ascend to heaven. Mystery, the Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, is destroyed by the ten kings. You have the mid-tribulation destruction of the city of Jerusalem. Luke chapter 21, verses 20 to 24. This is not a reference to Titus in 70 AD. This is a mid-tribulation destruction of that city. And then we enter the last three and a half years. Again, these literal. 
You have the great tribulation, Matthew 24, verse 21. In Jeremiah chapter 30, verse number 7, it's referred to as the time of Jacob's trouble. The image of the beast, of the Antichrist, is set up and established. Revelation chapter 13, verses 14 and 15. You have the satanic trinity. You have the issue of the Antichrist, the Antifather, and the Antispirit. The false prophet causes the earth to worship the Antichrist. You have the mark of the beast being established. Revelation chapter 13 verses 16 to 18. The Antichrist now, during the first three and a half years of the tribulation, he was a man of sin. Now he is a son of perdition. You have the persecution of the nation of Israel. The nation of Israel flees into the wilderness, I believe, to the city of Petra. It is at this place that God will protect and provide physical food for the nation of Israel. What did Matthew chapter 6 say? That they were to seek after the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto him. Look at what the these things are in the context. Matthew 24, when the midpoint of the tribulation gives way to the great tribulation and they're they're not to go home they're not to pack food over they're they're to run they're to flee god is going to provide and protect them you have the vile judgments you have the sudden destruction of the city of babylon revelation chapter 18 you have israel's repentance zechariah 12:10 and israel's future day of atonement We have the battle of Armageddon. Just think, the United States is not in Bible prophecy, and there's only two answers. There is no United States at this time, or the United States turns her back because the battle of Armageddon is that Satan, the Antichrist, is going to gather all the armies of the world, and their purpose is what? To totally annihilate Jerusalem to annihilate Israel. You have the battle of Armageddon, and then we see the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the second coming, the second coming of Christ is post-tribulation and premillennial. This is not, and you need, and we talked about this. This is rightly dividing the word of truth. There's a difference between the rapture of the church, the body of Christ, which will occur before the tribulation, before the seventieth week of Daniel, and the second coming of Christ, which will occur at the end of the tribulation period. And again, you cannot emphasize that enough. And please, Christian friend, please don't use those terms interchangeably. There's a difference between the second coming of Christ, where he's coming back to earth, and what we call the rapture, the catching away of the church, the body of Christ, where we're going to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever, ever be with the Lord. So Daniel 9.24, those 70 weeks were determined upon Israel, thy people, thy holy city, to finish the transgression, to bring in six things. And one of those six things is everlasting righteousness, which is the millennial kingdom reign of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see why it's so important to rightly, rightly divide the word of truth, to understand a literal interpretation of God's word. Have you trust the Lord Jesus Christ, your Savior? Romans 3.24 says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. If you've never trusted Him, you're concerned because of the pandemic, you see the frailty of life and how fragile life is. Wouldn't want to spend eternity with God in heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on Him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late.
You have been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Amen.